apologize if it was confusing, especially those who watch online. They're not having mass on Friday and Thursday. We announced it orally, but not written. Many emailed me, Father, there's no mass. So we go back to normal from Wednesday through Saturday, mass at 12.05. We are following the book of Acts of the Apostles, and today we celebrate the Feast of St. Mark, and you might think, oh, we are out of the Acts of the Apostles. But actually, it gives us a chance to enter Acts, not through a theme, but through a person. The book of Acts of the Apostles speaks a lot about Mark. Actually, his complete name is John Mark. So who was St. Mark according to Acts? The first time he appears is in um, Acts, I think it's Acts 12. It says that Peter is put into jail, an angel comes, he's liberated from prison, Herod is going to kill him. This is Acts 12. When he leaves prison, what does Peter go? To the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark. So when Peter goes to gather with the Christian community, he goes to the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark. So this teaches us, one, that Mark had a very religious mother, a spiritual mother. How important it is to have spiritual mothers. And two, that he was a disciple of Peter. Most likely, this Mary came to faith through Peter. And that's why in the first reading today, First Peter 5, Peter calls, his, calls Mark his son. I send you greetings, and so does my son, Mark. So, that's the first thing we know. He was a disciple of Peter, and also he was from Jerusalem, and most likely people gathered in his home. And some people say that the upper room is the house of Mark and Mary, the mother of John Mark. Then we know that he was a companion of Paul and Barnabas. And also he was the cousin of Barnabas. So Acts 12 says that after Barnabas and Saul completed their mission, they returned to Jerusalem, taking with them John, who is called Mark. So we know that Mark also was a disciple of Paul and also a disciple of Barnabas, and also related, blood-related with Barnabas. But we know that he was a witness of the first missions of, the, um, of Paul and Barnabas. But also we know that in the first missionary trip, Mark left Paul and Barnabas. Barnabas was from Cyprus. It was an island. And when they go to evangelize, Something happened to Paul, and Acts 13 says, John left them and returned to Jerusalem. John Mark left them. So maybe he got scared. Most likely he got scared. And he kind of said, I don't want to continue evangelizing. And he went back to Jerusalem. But then, in Acts 15, 27, Paul invites Barnabas to evangelize, 
And Barnabas says, okay, but let's call John Mark. He's my cousin. He can be a good helper. Um, and Paul, he gets upset. And this is what it says. He did not want to have Mark because he had deserted the previous mission trip. And Acts 12, 15, 37 says, So sharp was our disagreement between Barnabas and Paul that they separated. Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed. So because of Mark, Paul and Barnabas, they fight. And Barnabas takes his cousin, he's more compassionate, more forgiving, and Paul just lives with Silas. And then, most likely, after being with Barnabas, Mark joined Peter in Rome, spent time with Peter in Rome, founding the church there, and most likely he wrote the gospel in Rome and addressed it especially to people in Asia Minor. But also, if you read the letters of Paul, he reconciles with St. Paul. In the second letter to Timothy, Paul writes, Luke is the only one with me. Luke is the one who wrote the Acts of the Apostles. Get Mark and bring him with you, he's writing to Timothy, for he's helpful to me in the ministry. So Paul gets soft-hearted and says, bring Mark. He can be of good help. So two things we can learn. I know you are confused with so many names. But the first one is the life of St. Mark is an example that God strengthens those who are weak. The grace of God works in both ways, humbling those who are strong, but also strengthening those who are weak. Mark like Timothy, most likely was timid. And in Acts, he seems to be kind of a coward. But then Barnabas gave him a second chance. And then Peter confirmed him, made him strong. So this timid and fearful disciple who failed the first time then wrote the Gospel of Mark that speaks of the power of Jesus and the weaknesses of the disciples. Because that's what he experienced. I was weak, but God made me strong. John Herman Newman has a very beautiful short sermon on St. Mark called Religious Cowardice. And this is what he says, one paragraph. The encouragement which we derive from these circumstances in St. Mark's history is that those who are feeble among us may through God's grace become strong. The encouragement that we derive from Mark is that those who are feeble may become strong. And the warning to be drawn from it is to distrust ourselves. And again, not to despise weak brothers and sisters or to despair them, but to bear their burdens and help them forward. If so be, we may restore them. So the encouragement is that those who are feeble and weak through the grace of God can become strong. And the warning is that don't think that people are too weak or don't think people are too timid. 
help them, restore them, says Newman. That's what Peter did with Mark. And that's what Peter writes in the first reading. Restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you after you have suffered. That's what Peter did with Mark. He restored him, confirmed him, and strengthened him, and established him in Jesus. That's the first lesson. The second lesson is that Mark was influenced by many, by his mother Mary, by Peter, by Barnabas, and Paul. His life and his spirituality is kind of the convergence of many rivers that influence him. And his gospel expresses all those relationships. I think this is a good reminder that Christianity is not a book. It's a community of faith. The gospel of Mark is a fruit of a community of faith alive interacting between them, fighting against them, forgiving each other. And then Mark writes the gospel. But the gospel comes from a community. You cannot understand the Bible without a community that where it, it, it stems from. So it's a very beautiful and living example of the notion of Catholic tradition. Really, the gospel of Mark is embedded in Acts of the Apostles, in this community of first Christians. So let us give thanks to God for this transformation of St. Mark, for the gospel he gave us, and for the testimony that those who are weak can become strong.